0: Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengall.
1: What a Super Bowl with the Saints in 2009. Mr. Lance Moore joins us this afternoon to uh, give his thoughts. Sean Payton stepping down as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. And you've been seeing the last couple of seasons on WDSU. How are Fletcher and uh, Sharif treating you, man?
0: Well, you know, for the most part, they treat me well. Uh, I can't really complain. (laughs) I I am allowed to work with uh, two guys that I feel like make me better at my job as well as Coach Jim Mora, that is excellent at what he does, and always, always entertaining.
1: You know, it's interesting you hear Head Coach Sean Payton touch on the fact, and even this morning when he was on the Dan Patrick Show, that you know, TV looks like that's what he's going to go do. With you being in media, what's been the biggest adjustment for you, and, and why did you want to go into it?
0: You know, honestly, it was for me. It was kind of like a smooth transition. I mean, I, I enjoyed the other side of it uh, as far as being interviewed and being open with the media as much as possible and allowing them to, to, you know, uh, do their job effectively. And, um, you know, while I was playing, a, a lot of people told me, man, you, you're, you're pretty good at this. Like you, you probably be natural at this. Um, and, and as I was retiring and trying to figure out what was next for me, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a smooth transition. Um, you know, obviously there's opportunity for guys that play for a long time and articulate and, I feel like I kind of met, you know, uh, met that mold and uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I really do. And and it's something that I I think specifically working for uh, a, a station locally in New Orleans. I mean, it keeps me connected. Obviously, I'm involved in the game and I get to see a lot of the people that I know and love pretty often.
1: That relationship and connection I want to get to in a quick second. Follow Lance Moore over on Twitter at Lance Moore 16 Lance, we had Mike Carney on, and it was interesting to hear his perspective. He got drafted with the Saints in 04, went through that 05 season, then was part of the start of what we now know as Saints football here in 06. Along the same lines, your journey, too, and where it came from, from just getting that opportunity, right? Special teams to two-point conversions in the Super Bowl, dude. When – We talk a lot in media, we use the word culture. First, define what you think culture means. Well, I I
0: think culture means uh, uh, a vision um, for your program and what you are trying to um, get done um, and the type of man or woman that you think best fits that bill. Um, You know, saying that I was a a Jim Hazlitt guy sometimes it catches people by surprise. I was I was there before Sean, and I was a holdover, and I saw the culture of the Katrina-stricken Saints and how basically dysfunctional we were. And I and as quickly as things got changed, I mean, literally a season later, right. Sean came in and started weeding guys out, started bringing in some of his guys that he knew from years past in the in the league, and that culture shift happened quickly. Um, and I, I've been saying all week that Sean was the perfect guy for that job in that particular moment to be able to write the ship and create a vision for success moving forward, and, and, you know, he executed it perfectly.
1: Speaking with Lance Moore on ESPN New Orleans here, Lance, I, I think the other thing that, that stands out that we speak a lot about in his tenure, and we hear players currently and You went through it and obviously you talk about it now when you cover the team. Next man up, right? Injuries, whatever opportunities. But I've always said you have to create that culture. It it can just be coach speak. You have to create that environment where literally players feel if you show up, you're going to have an opportunity to play. And one of Sean Payton's famous phrases is no matter where you get drafted, You're in. Pierre Thomas an example. You're an example there as well. If you can play and you show it, you get that opportunity. How did he go about actually doing that and you guys actually believing it?
0: Well, you know what? It was like from day one, um, one of his first team meetings, I remember him saying, I don't care how you got here. I don't care if you were a first-round draft pick. I don't care if you were a tryout guy, last guy on the roster. It doesn't matter to me. What I care about is that you show up and you do your work every single day, you try to improve every single day, and when, if and when your opportunity comes, that you meet that moment and you take advantage of that opportunity because that's what's important here. Next man up sounds good, but when you think in terms of the National Football League, everybody's going to get hurt at some point. That's not to say that every single guy is going to get a fair shake. I'd be crazy if I said that because it doesn't usually work out like that. But if and when your opportunity comes, and for a lot of us, especially myself, the opportunity came by way of injury. 2008, Marcus Colston dislocates and breaks his thumb, has surgery, has some, uh, pins put into his thumb. There's an opportunity for somebody to step up, and it happened to be me. And, and I know that I owe a ton of, of what became of my career, where I am today, mm-hmm. uh, to Sean Payton for having that mindset and allowing guys who aren't you know, big-time or, or heralded guys to have an opportunity and then make something out of their careers.
1: Lance, one of the things that Mike brought up that was interesting, I brought up his uh, you know, his infamous December 10th game. He, he didn't admit it's it's a holiday at his household when he had the mm-hmm. three-touchdown game. Um, and he brought up that during that week, Sean Payton never mentioned anything about him being in the game plan, just said they don't cover the fullback in the flat and it would walk away. Do you ever remember moments like that where Sean – did something with you or said something to you? And you had no idea, and all of a sudden, you were a part of that game plan, or, or or something like that. That stands out.
0: Well, not necessarily a scenario like that. I mean, mm-hmm. but but something like that does not surprise me. I mean, that is how smart and how engaged he always was in every single game plan. I mean, that like, sure he he called the plays, um, but but it was his offense. But I mean, to see him as actively engaged in game plan meetings and install meetings and then obviously on the practice field talking about exactly what the defense is going to do on any given weekend, what specific players' tendencies are or things that he's going to give up out there. I mean, he I always like to call him like a savant. He's like an offensive savant. He's a football savant in, in that he's just tirelessly studying the game, studying the opponent and Trying to figure out how he can find an edge, and usually he was able to do that. I mean, look at the the success that his offense has had in the last sixteen years. I mean, top top five offense, I want to say at like eleven years or something like that, which is incredible when you think about, mm-hmm. um, you know, where the, the the Saints team and offense was prior to his arrival.
1: When you when I go back and kind of remember the, the beginning of that, Curtis Johnson and 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 just. Sean's running plays over again when you guys didn't hit the right yard mark on and out. And it was all important because he had that. And I've always said this on their show that you can have a lot of these offensive geniuses, quote unquote, that have theory, I guess, about offense and, and where they want to be. But Sean had a purpose in the rhyme and reason for it. Right, Lance? And I remember those practices where there was a reason you guys started that playovers because that's where Drew was going to go was two spots. And then almost trusting everybody. Like um, Robert Meacham said that when we had him on a show in the past where one of the things he had to learn as he was here with the Saints was keep running your route because it may not be to you, but you might be the one open as the play goes on and Drew's going to find you. Was that something that you also had to learn?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, nothing is ever dead in, in that offense. I mean, it's it's like you you have a specific route or or concept that you're running. And, there, and his offense, there was always a rhyme and a reason. I mean, there, there wasn't anything that was just kind of thrown in there at the last minute, yeah, you just do this, you get out of the way. I mean, it was everything um, meant something to what exactly he was trying to get done. And there was always some form of adjustment or read in case the defense surprised him. I mean, that, that was, it was really a, a no-stone, unturned type of offense that, you could really be effective on any given play. Now, obviously, the defense, they get paid, too. So that's not to say that every single play is going to work out perfectly, you know, but obviously that's that's far-fetched. But, um, you know, very few times as I was playing there were we ever caught off guard with what the defense was doing because our preparation and game planning was so good.
1: You know, you mentioned – Hazlitt and then into Payton, and now this locker room with a lot of leaders, a lot of captains that you've covered, obviously, the past couple of seasons here at WDSU that I think they can sort of handle it. But what what is that going to be like with that new head coach? A lot of Saints fans would love Dennis Allen and kind of keep as many coaches together. Do you think that's probably what's best? And do you think the leaders like DeMario and even Alvin Kamara and, and such and Cam are better maybe equipped to handle something like this?
0: You know, obviously it's going to be different. It doesn't matter who they hire as the head coach. I mean, it's not to have Sean as the figurehead, the the man who is really making 90% of all the decisions that are made in the organization. It's going to look different. It's going to sound different. I would imagine if it's Dennis Allen or even Aaron Glenn or Pete Carmichael or Joe Lombardi, a lot of the messaging would be the same. Obviously, I think they would keep a lot of the guys around that that have been there and have been successful and shown that they deserve to be there because of the the culture that was created. And and I don't know that Mickey or Mrs. Benson has any interest in, in creating um, what would essentially be a rebuild. I mean, I I don't know what coach would come in and, and totally try to break down this roster, but it's kind of hard to believe that a new coach, a guy from the outside would come in and keep things as is. I mean, obviously he would have, his own vision for where he would want to take the organization. Um, And it would be, I would imagine there would be more change if it was somebody from the outside. But if there's a leader in the clubhouse, I would imagine it's Dennis Allen Um, been a head coach before. Obviously he was the acting head coach when Sean was out this season uh, with COVID when we were at Tampa Bay playing against the bucks, a nine zero shutout. Obviously the defense showed up and played well that game. Um, But I I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I, If I had to pick somebody I would I would say it's probably going to be Dennis Allen. But again, Mrs. Vincent and Mickey Loomis aren't aren't gonna go through this process half hearted. I think they're gonna go into it with the idea that they're gonna give everybody that they interview a fair shake Mm -hmm. and hopefully they figure out who is the best person to lead this charge. Um, you know, that's that's obviously out of your and my pay grade, so we can say who we want or who we think, but it's obviously going to come down to the big leagues in the Saints organization.
1: Final thing for you, Lance, and again, thank you for your time this afternoon. I know you've been talking about coach here the last couple of days, so I'll ask you this: Is there a way to tell me what when I say Sean Payton a memory? Uh, how do you remember him? How will you remember him as a coach? Is there something, a moment, a game, a visor, the gummy shoes Like what? What do you think of when you hear Sean Payton? How would you describe him?
0: Well, I mean, I would say all those things, but just, just an awesome man, uh, a guy that I owe so much to, um, you know, basically being the first coach that truly believed in me in the national football league. I mean, I was, I was cut by the Browns. I was brought in by Jim Hazlitt cut by them um, put back on the practice squad. And then Sean comes in and he's like, you know, let's, re- let's return some punts. So I, I was uh, effective enough in 2006, made enough plays and, and, finally made a roster, an opening day roster. And and look, man, I I know that I'm not sitting where I am today talking to you if it's not for Sean Payton. So somebody that's been awesome, um, somebody that I've obviously admired and looked up to and and, um, shoot, man, I I think that that we'll all miss him, um, but we're still going to see him. I I think he's going to go into media. And I think even potentially in a couple years he'll be back coaching because he loves that type of competition, and, and I I don't know that he's going to be totally satisfied with uh, sitting in the booth or sitting in the studio.
1: I hear you. I agree. Super Bowl champion Lance Moore. Give him a follow on Twitter at Lance Moore 16 Of course, during the football season, you can catch him over on WDSU. Enjoy the work you're doing, man. It's fun. Always fun to catch up as well and appreciate the time today. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Take care.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Hour one, just like that, it's in the books. Connor Payton's coming up over at, uh, what, 115? Yeah. Right? Correct. we'll do that when we come back in a little bit to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.